Hello and welcome to Aunt Mary from otrgold.com. This episode will begin after a brief message from our sponsors. Now for our story. A few minutes ago, Ben Calvert had left his daughter sobbing in the garden of the mental hospital where she is under treatment. Ben left after a disastrous visit, one which had been forbidden by the young woman psychiatrist, Dr. Larrabee. But Dr. Larrabee had been forced to leave town yesterday. In the illness of his dependable head nurse, a substitute had been left in charge, and Kit's father had managed to bluff his way in. Fortunately, Randy Lane arrived while Ben was still there. Knowing how dangerous Ben's visit might be to Kit's chances for recovery, Randy had forced the older man to leave. Well, now, as the young man hurries back across the garden toward her, Kit's sobs are quieting. There is something helpless, vulnerable about the young woman, which arouses all Randy's protectiveness. He speaks her name gently, and with a child's blind need for comfort, Kit flings herself into his arms, burying her face against his shoulder. <laughs> there, there now, Kit. There, there, it's all right, it's all right. I, I can't fly back. Oh, oh, here, Kit, use my handkerchief. It's guaranteed brand clean. Thank you. Yeah. Oh, you mustn't cry, Kit. Besides, there's nothing to cry about. Your father's gone. You... You sent him away. You weren't afraid of him. No. And neither are you. You don't have to be now. But... Maybe he'll come back. Don't worry, Kit. He won't. Oh, you don't know him the way I do. He'll wait until I'm alone. No one here. And then he's... Miss oh. Calvin! Don't be frightened, Kit. It's the doctor. Oh. Randy Lane, I didn't know you were here. Miss Calvert. Oh, doctor, you left me. You promised you'd keep that away, but you didn't. He came here and... Now, now, he won't come back anymore, Kit. Please believe me. Here, Kit. There, sit down on this bench. Been pretty bad, doctor. He threatened her, apparently. Yes, I saw him outside. Dad always finds me wherever I am. In California, he followed me there. The night it rained. The stairs. The stairs in the rain. Where's the baby? What happened? Miss Calvert, it's all right now. You're here at the sanitarium now, and you're perfectly safe. We're going to look after you. You promised, but you went away, and Dad came after me. Kit, Kit, listen to me. You're going to be all right. There's nothing to be afraid of. Won't you believe me? I, I don't know. Perhaps. You weren't afraid of him. You were the only one. You must rest, Miss Calvert. So come along. You are tired, aren't you? Yes. Yes, I'm very tired. Wait for me in the office, will you, Randy? Oh, thanks for waiting, Randy. Oh, that's okay. I wouldn't have gone away even if you wanted me to. How is she, Doctor? <sighs> Too soon to know, definitely. I have instructed the nurse to give her a sedative. She needs rest. Give the system time to adjust to the shock she had this afternoon. And believe me, Doctor, it was a bad shock. Ben Calvert must have been out of his head talking that way to a girl in Kit's condition. Well, that's just the trouble, Randy. He doesn't believe she's ill. Well, he said something to that effect, but I I couldn't believe he meant it. Yeah, I'm afraid it's true. I ran into him outside just after he left here, and he was furious. Said her being here was a put-up job. <laughs> well, the man's talking through his hat. He knows better. He must. Well, I don't know whether he's trying to talk himself into it or whether he actually believes it. In any case, he insists her illness isn't genuine and that David Bowman bribed me to diagnose her case incorrectly. But he was right here. He saw how it affected her. According to Calvert, that's all part of the act. Oh, he said a lot of screwy things to me, too. But I thought it was just because he was sore. 
Well, he was still angry when I talked to him, but he knew and meant what he was saying. He made the flat statement that he believes his daughter is acting. Well, a man's a fool if he thinks that. Yeah. What's the saying? None so blind as they who will not see? Yeah, that's it, all right. Yeah. Well, Ben must have some reason for wanting to believe Kit's illness is faked. Yeah. His reason might be that if he acknowledges his daughter's condition, he's also forced to admit his own responsibility. Yeah. Well, he's always been a lousy father, but today he topped all his past performances. Will you tell me what's the matter with a man? How does he manage to live with himself? Randy, in this profession, a man sometimes looks into depths of blackness in the human soul you, you wouldn't believe. Oh, that isn't to say that people aren't the result of their environments to a great extent. I, I mean, there's a reason why Calvert behaves as he does. Just the same, when I run into a man like that, I must say I find myself reacting very much as you do. Well, I don't blame you, Doctor. It's one thing to know why people tick the way they do, and another to watch them do it. Yes. Well, Ben Calvert certainly isn't a man to restore one's faith in human dignity. However, I, I've really myself to blame for what happened here this afternoon. I don't see why. It wasn't your fault he got in. No, I never should have gone away. But I I'd made arrangements months ago, and I felt I couldn't let these people down. Then, at the last minute, Miss Janeway, my head nurse, came down with the flu. Well, it's too bad the substitute nurse got everything balled up. Well, I, I had my doubts about her at the time, but no one else was available. But still, she's had considerable experience, good references. Anyway, Mr. Calvert's very cagey about getting what he wants out of people. From what she said while I was in the waiting room, I wouldn't be surprised to be lied to her. Oh, well, what makes you think so, Randy? Well, the nurse said she'd had a bit of a run-in with him at first. She didn't want to let him go out to the garden, but then he said he'd phoned you. I imagine he pretended you'd given him permission to visit. I see. I'm glad you told me this, Randy. It, of course, it doesn't change anything, but it relieves my own conscience somewhat. If a woman did try to follow instructions, it makes me feel a little better. Nevertheless, a thing like this can have very serious repercussions. I'll never forgive myself if that girl's recovery is affected. Dr. Larrabee, do you think it will be? I don't know for sure, Randy. But there is quite a possibility. Uh, tell me, how much of Mr. Calvert's interview with Miss Calvert were you in on? Well, not an awful lot, I'm afraid. The minute the nurse told me he was here, of course I dashed right out. Well, Kit was talking incoherently. She was crying. Something about broken promises, not being able to trust people. Then she said her father was a murderer. She said that? Huh? Yeah, she said it why well, well, said he was trying to kill her. Poor kid, she was trembling white. Well, what else, Randy? This might be very helpful. Well, Mr. Calvin and I were both sore, of course. I told him to clear out, and he told me it was none of my business. I had a point there, I guess. Anyway, then he grabbed her by the arm, and she screamed, and that made me plenty sore. I told him he'd better leave, or I'd throw him out. You see, with all the rumpus going on, I, I knew it was probably going to have an awful effect on Kit. You were only too right. Well, did he go when you threatened him? Yes, when I grabbed him and rushed him to the garden door. Now that I think of... Now that I think of it, I'm sorry I didn't punch him in the nose. Yeah, I see. Well, if you hadn't come along, Randy, heaven knows what that girl's condition might be right now. The feeling of being helpless and unprotected. And then her awful fear of her father. <sighs> Randy, it may take months to undo the damage Calvert did today. Yeah. 
And yet, Dr. Larrabee, there's something rather odd about the effect it had on Kit. I... I, I don't know whether it means anything, but... Well, tell me what's on your mind, Brett. Well, you saw how she was when you came back, clinging to me like a child almost. She changed from the minute I tossed her father out. When I came back, all of a sudden her whole attitude was different. In what way? Well, she kept saying my name over and over, and, and as I say, clinging to me like a little girl. Gosh, I, I never felt sorry for anyone in my life. It was as if she were depending on me to make everything come out all right. Hmm. The transference... Pardon me, Doctor? Oh, oh it, it's very interesting, Randy, what you've told me. It may be a very good sign. You really think so? Yes, you see, this scene between you and Miss Calvert's father this afternoon apparently has made a great impression on her. In, uh, in relation to the past, I mean. That incident when you were children. Say, that's right. Oh, excuse me. Yes? She won't. Oh, I see, yes. Yes, all right, all right, thank you. Yes, right away. She's asking for you. Kit? Asking for me now? Yes. She refuses to take her sedative or settle down unless you go in to see her. Yeah? What do you think I should, Doctor? Yes, Randy, I believe I'll take you into her. One never knows this might be a turning point after all. If she trusts you, it may be the first real step in the direction of Miss Calvert's recovery. The two men left the doctor's office and walked down the corridor. Perhaps, after all, Ben's visit was not to be disastrous to his daughter's mental health. Well, certainly Aunt Mary's son was now prepared to do anything he could to help the girl, even though Kit had caused his own family a great deal of unhappiness. <laughs>